I'm Jim Frawley, and this is Bellwether. Welcome to Bellwether. Thank you for joining yet again. Uh, I always like to thank people at the beginning of the podcast because I appreciate you. That's what we do. Uh, This week we're going to talk about goal setting and motivation yet again. And this one is really just to put a wrapper on all of the things that we've been talking about. It's the new decade. We've got no rules. We know this. We've talked about how to set goals for your year instead of New Year's resolutions. It's a waste of time, New Year's resolutions and and, and we know that goal setting is linked to motivation. So generally, when you set a goal versus a resolution, you're trying to change something, you, you do the goal setting, and it, it's a little more motivating than, than the other way. Um, but I wanted to take a step back because a lot of times when we talk about goal setting and, and what you should do is we t- kind of jump over just the basic fundamental uh the basic fundamental level of what needs to happen when you're trying to make a change. And so today I wanted to talk a little bit about goal setting, motivation, and really the two things needed for change. And I guess I did it backwards, but you know, the more I think about it and the more I've been talking to people on, on the last few episodes, uh, I, I wanted to just kind of level set and lay this foundation as you think about 2020 and beyond uh, and, and digging deeper to just saying, this is what I want to accomplish this year. Yeah, there are no rules, but this is what I want to accomplish this year. And let's go, let's, let's focus on any type of change. Let's break it down in terms of changing behaviors. Okay, we know it's better than resolutions. Let's just take that, you know, I'm, uh, there's a bit of science to goal setting and motivation. Uh, and I'm not a scientist, but I like to read what scientists do and then take it and make it, you know, real world stuff. Uh, and so I want to I want to talk a little bit about goals and, and motivation today. We do know research has shown that setting goals is linked to being motivated to do something, and that's nice. Um, I'm I'm proud that to say that I've been preaching that for a long time, and now there's actually you know I have found the science that that shows that it does it. That's great. Uh, we tend to hate people who could do whatever they set their mind to, but there is a secret to their success. You know, I know a lot of people just get frustrated when, you know, you know those people who could just do whatever it is they set out to do. And they say, yep, I'm going to do this, and they go and do it. Uh, and they can be frustrating because, you know, whether it's jealousy or whether it's, you know, desire to, to do some of the things that they're doing, whatever it is, uh, there is a secret to their success. And I've tapped into it a little bit because I was always one of those people who just, you know, I wanted to do a lot of things, but I could never quite figure out how to make it all happen until it clicked. And now that I know how to accomplish a big goal. It's really my set kind of routine. It's it's fundamental uh, to getting anything done. You want to finish an Ironman? I could show you how to do it. If you want to run a marathon, I could show you how to do it. You want to get a new job. You want to be on a board. You want to, you want to run a company. You want to launch a company. You want to uh, read 500 books in a year. I will tell you how to do it. I can show you the path. And there are, are changes to do it, and there are fundamental behaviors that need to change. But really, if we want to make it simple, I like breaking things down into simplistic terms. There are two things that you need to do in order to get whatever it is that you want to do. 
and there's science to it, and there's my belief to it. And uh, this month, I'm learning a lot about self-efficacy. I've got uh, this fantastic woman who works with me. Her name is Catherine. She was telling me all about self-efficacy, and I've heard about it, but now I'm really learning about it. And it's a belief uh, that you can accomplish what you set out to do. So let's talk about goal setting and motivation. Two things that we need when we're looking to make a change. And I, I think a lot about this when we think about New Year's resolutions and why they all fail. And we're coming up on the end of January, and most people were about to fail our resolutions. If you've even lasted this long, we know this and we hear about it every year. And people like to just joke about it because they didn't fail in their resolutions. It's tough to fail in a resolution when you don't make one. Uh, and so that's why we like to, to bring people down. Uh, but two things are needed when you're making a change. First is intention, and the second is consistency. And and that's nice, right? If I were to put those two antennas up there, intention and consistency. And we have to dig deeper than just that. But those are the two secret words, okay? Intention, the what of what we want to change and why we want to change it. It's specificity. It's realistic goals. It's a bunch of things. We're going to get into that today. And then consistency. And it's regular force change to make a habit and trick your brain. Those are the two things. It's that simple. That's all you need. Now, the devil is in the details, of course. We're going to get into that a little bit today. But those are the two things you need, intention and consistency. When we want to make a change and we want to change our behavior, that's really, I mean, when we want to change something, we're ultimately talking about our behaviors, right? We, everything that we do, everything that we are is a result of the way that we behave. And the big driver for changing behavior is emotion. That's it. Rational thinking will not change your behavior most of the time. You have to learn to love whatever behavior it is that you want to change. Emotion, your emotional side of your brain is what drives it. And I'm not going to get into the uh, neuroscience of it. I hate it when people just kind of talk about, you know, they drop words like hippocampus and all this. It doesn't mean anything. It means something to neuroscientists. Let the neuroscientists play with that. But what we know is your emotions will drive your behavior and your desire to change behavior. Okay, so when I tell people, if you want to be a runner, the first step to do is to learn to love running. That's it, right? Your emotions have to be involved. It has to align with your value set. It has to be with who you are. You have to learn to love running. And I always said that. I never know, knew why. But now, you know, we know about the brain and everything, and emotion drives behavior. So learning to love whatever it is that you want to do, emotionally tying it to something that's important to you, that is one of the ways to get change started. Okay. That's one aspect of it, but the brain doesn't want to change. Your brain hates change and it takes work and effort to do it. Your brain likes to take shortcuts. Your brain is one of the most efficient tools, uh, animals, beings on the planet. It is designed to do things as quickly as possible, requiring the least amount of effort called the law of least effort. Your brain will do as little as possible to accomplish as much as it can. It's like a wheel going through mud. A wheel going through mud, eventually, if you're going on the same path, it's going to get easier and easier and easier because it makes this rut through the mud. And eventually, you could just go through this deep rut because it's easier. And your routine has changed it, and your routine has done it, and your routine has created this path, and your brain is like that rut in the mud. Let me go, let me go, let me go. Now, to turn out of that rut is very difficult 
you know, you go two years through this rut of mud and all of a sudden you've created this road. Think about like ancient Rome or something like that. You could still see the ruts in the road. To take your wooden wagon out of that rut, it takes effort. Sometimes your wheel breaks and you're going to have to go back and forth, back and forth and change that over time. That's what, that's what it takes to change a routine in your brain or a behavior in your brain. Now we know, and if you want to learn about uh, brain stuff, neuroplasticity and, and neural pathways and all this stuff. The, the book that set me, I think, set me on coaching was Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. I loved it, and I need to read it again. It's on my to-do list. Uh, I found it fascinating. It was just really interesting, very easy to read, um, and just very interesting on the way that we do things. Uh, but we know that your brain can create new pathways and ideas, new connections in your brain, no matter your age. So you can teach an old dog new tricks. That is a fact. You can change your habits. It just takes work. Some muddy ruts are deeper and larger than others. It just takes a lot of work, and that work is done through consistency. If you want to make a new rut, it's going to take time and going over that same new way over time to make that new rut for your brain. So we're going to talk today about what it takes. We're going to talk about being intentional, uh, and we're going to start there. Intentional... Being intentional means focus, it means paying attention, it means finding the right goal, it means a lot of different things. But ultimately what I like to tell people is, in order to be intentional, you have to be intentional in learning. You have to be intentional in giving yourself permission and license to change. And that's a big, tall order. It takes reflection, it takes acceptance. It takes self-care, self-love, all those little buzzwords that are out there today. Being intentional is finding the right goal for you. And when we find the right goal, uh, it, it has to align to something that's important to us. Oftentimes, we try to focus on a goal that's not important to us. And when I think about you know, a fitness goal, some people just don't value fitness. And that's okay. My wife does not value fitness. Uh, she's fit. And she always wants to, I want to do fitness. I want to, you know, I want to go for a run. And she keeps trying all the time. She said I'm allowed to say this on the podcast, so I'm not going to get in trouble. But it's just not important to her. She doesn't like going for walks. But what she loves is spending time with her daughter. And so changing it to say, you know what, I'm going to take my daughter for a run or a walk. She's going to go out and do it because she's spending that time with, with her daughter. And so her family set is very high on her value set. Fitness, not so much. She just doesn't enjoy it. But she knows she has to be active, and she has to be active on a regular basis. So she's aligning it to something that she values. When we're learning how we like to change and when we're learning about what we want to do, uh, the learning, we call it a zone, right, and a stretch zone. Uh, and we want to stretch our goals. And once you are intentional and finding this new goal and you know, neuroplasticity is stretching your brain effectively – uh, when you want to stretch your brain into a new place to learn, that's called a stretch zone. That's your learning zone. You're stretching yourself. You're stretching your brain. And that's exciting. But it's also a point where many people fail. And when we're intentional in making a goal, and why we fail at making goals is at some point, there's two reasons we fail. First, either we went too far. We stretched too far and something broke. Okay, we stretched the learning phase or we skipped the learning phase and we just went way too far and the, we couldn't stretch far enough. And we panic and we drop everything. Changing behaviors takes time. We have to stretch it a little bit and go back. Stretch a little bit and go back. It will not happen overnight. 
and I keep going back to the weight loss thing and fitness thing. If you're trying to lose weight, everybody's going to fight you, including yourself. Okay, you're being marketed with delicious food. Your body likes to operate that way. Your body is craving all of the sugar and everything else. Everything is it takes consistent time over it takes consistency over time. We're going to cover consistency. The other way that we fail is the fact that our past haunts us. And we remember failure and negative thoughts very, very well. We are very capable human beings when it comes to thinking about negative things, much better than positive. And that impacts our ability as we try to execute. We remember failure. We remember being hurt when we tried. We remember why we couldn't do something. All of these impact our ability to move forward when things get difficult. And this fear of failure is based on something generally from the past. And we hear a lot today about, you know, failure is learning, and that's, a, and that's true. But those people have changed their, their philosophy. They've changed their perspective. Those people who can recognize failure as learning uh, are in this kind of stretch zone mentality. And the way that they think of failure is different than the way most other people fi- think of failure. They don't want to be hurt. And so when we're intentional and we're thinking about goals, we have to be smart about picking our goals intentionally. And then we have to be consistent. So when we're consistent on it, and I'm going to talk a little bit about something called the 365 model, which I just heard about. I didn't come up with it, but I really like it. It's really interesting. Is When we're implementing a new behavior, we, take, we need consistency. And so if you want to build – like think about it as a marathon runner. I want to change something. I want to be a runner. I want to run a marathon. You're not running one tomorrow generally. You need to build up over time. And if you take a look at any training regimen, there are some smaller runs and then a long stretch run, and then you come back to your smaller runs. And then there's a long stretch run, and you know, 20 weeks out from your marathon, you might run a five-mile run, and then you go back to two-mile runs. And then the next week, you might run a seven-mile run, and then you go back to like three-mile runs. And then you might run an eight-mile run, and then and up to 10 and 15 and 20. So the 365 model is uh, it's designed to make you be consistent. And 365 is you pick three goals, you focus on those goals for six weeks, and you have to do that goal for five days a week. It's harder than it sounds. Three goals, six weeks, five days a week. You give yourself some license to to miss a day with the five days a week, but in order to be successful, you have to commit over time. Whether it's weight loss, professional development, learning a new skill like a language or an instrument, it takes consistent work over time. That is it. That is all it takes. And so when you pick your goals, pick your time frame, and recognize that you have to do it every day, five days a week for six weeks. That's your consistency focus. So let's talk about your goals. Whatever goal you're going to be picking, here we go. Number one, understand why. Why is this the right goal for you, right? You're intentional. Why is this the goal? Align it to your value set. If you want to get fit, but you hate health and fitness but love your family, maybe you want to ask your family members to go on a hike with you. If you spend too much time investing in your career and you recognize that you need to be more social, uh, maybe you align your social need with with something at the office, make, making friendships at the office or in the same industry or go out and network or do something like that. Align it to what's important for you. When you're making your goal, we need to be specific and we need to use good language. Right? We've heard about smart goals, right? Specific, measurable, actionable, 
uh, results-oriented and time-oriented, I think, is, is what it is. Uh, but we also need to use good language. You don't want to say, I want to lose weight. You want to say, I'm going to have three servings of vegetables at every meal in order to be healthier. That's a goal. Uh, and you, your body will change over time. Uh, I want to go out and meet three new individuals so that I could be more social and, and increase my network versus I need to make more friends. Being intentional and specific about what your goal is going to be makes it much easier to accomplish what it is that you're going to do. And the other secret, well, more secret in picking your goal is to be uh, picking new behaviors versus changing old behaviors. We want to implement new behaviors. We're creating a new rut in that mud. We're not trying to cover up the old one. We can very easily fall back into our old rut, saying, I'm not going to sit on the couch anymore and watch TV uh, is an old behavior. When I come home from work, I'm going to go for a 20-minute walk. It's a new behavior. So finding a new behavior to replace the old is very important. And then finally, you know, be patient and realistic. All right, let's be honest. You know, a lot of the people who are these positive psychology gurus, they tell you all the nice things that you can do. It's going to be amazing. And if you just think really hard and believe it, it will happen. It's really just a crock of shit. It takes work. Let's be realistic. Sometimes you're not going to hit your goal because you picked the wrong goal. Uh, it's going to take patience, time, and realistic. I lost a lot of weight individually, myself. It took me like 10 years. It took me a long time to do it. And sometimes I did really well, and then I fell back and did it. And it's this journey over time. I lost something like 60 pounds. It takes effort, and it takes work, and it takes consistency. So it's not going to happen overnight. Whatever it is that you want to change, have a long-term view. Recognize that, you know what, if you want to change something with your career and you're 40, you still have another 25 years of your career. Be smart about what it is that you want to change and recognize that you've got 25 years. It's 100 quarters. It's a lot. So be strategic, be smart, be patient, and be realistic on what it is that you're capable of. That's important in picking your goals. So to wrap it up, recognize change is hard. It's going to be hard for you. But we know the secret sauce. Okay? And it's also not going to be hard for you. It's going to be hard for the people around you. Because other people are going to see it and they're going to want to pull you back down. That is true. Other people like their routines just as much as you do. But some people may not like the change you're making. And see, they're going to, it's potentially going to impact your friendship. It's going to impact uh, maybe family members. Some people may be uh, jealous that you're able to do something that they've always wanted to do. And so they just want to sabotage. That's possible. Some people may just not want you to do something just based out of their own self-interest. Take that with a grain of salt. And recognize that you will be one of your enemies. Other people will be enemies. And that's okay. But just be curious about it. Learning zone. And be aware of what's going on around you. Change is difficult, but it's doable. I know it because I've done it. And if you want, reach out to me. I'll, I'll help you put together your plan. It's very, very accomplishable. And that's what I love about it. That's what I love about behavior change. That's why I became a coach. It's because I know that there is a set path that you could take in order to change whatever it is that you want to change. And that's good. So happy week. Enjoy your week. And uh, I, I think that's kind of a positive note to end on is when you think about it, you could change whatever it is that you want to change. You may not like what it has to, what you have to do to get there, but it is possible to do it. 
So have a great week. Uh, come on the website. I've been blasting out a, a bunch of uh, great, great events on the website. I'm going to be doing more. Um, and I, I really want to see a bunch of people out there because uh, there are great people who are looking to make change just like you. Uh, and it's a lot easier when you have a partner to do it and you find a friend or a buddy or a pal or whatever it is that you want to uh, get out there and meet. So come out and do it. Meet us at an event and uh, reach out to me if there's anything I could do for you. So have a great week. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you out there. Thank you so much for listening. Now, do something for yourself. Bellwether is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellwetherhub.com, where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon. Bellwether.